He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yeah, I think successful start, a successful founders, successful startups just don't quit. Yeah. Um, and there are a lot of times that, where you're told no, where you're told, sorry, like this doesn't fit my strategy or this is not a technology that I believe in or whatever it might be. And you just got to keep plowing ahead. I faced a lot of that in the early days. And now, six years later, people talk about voice-based customer engagement as inevitable. I'm really proud of the, the impact that we've made on, on the hotel industry and other industries as well to get them to understand the power of voice-first automated voice solutions. And there's a ton of growth, but I think the key to being a successful founder is not quitting. You're listening to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, a podcast for those who are in and around the hospitality industry who love, live, and breathe what they do. You can join us for candid and unscripted conversations with hospitality experts and founders as we go deeper into their personal stories while they're sharing their triumphs and trials that got them to where they are today. I'm your host, Will Slickers, and you're listening to an episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. Now, let's begin. In hotels and vacation rentals, the top complaints or issues are noise, garbage, and parking. I may not be able to solve all of your parking and garbage problems, but I could definitely help with your noise problems. And that actually might just help your garbage and parking problems too. So NoiseAware is the only 100% privacy safe noise monitoring solution that property managers and owners can use in order to ensure they avoid parties and other issues happening at their property. You won't get notified when a plate breaks, but if you have a little quiet get together that kind of gets out of hand like this, then NoiseAware will give you the peace of mind to ensure that you and your property and of course, your profits are protected. So use my code SLICKTALK20 to get 20% off of all noise monitoring devices and focus on the other important things that help you run your business. Now, thank you for checking out Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. Get back to the episode. and Don't forget to check out NoiseAware while you're listening. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, and I'm your host, Will Slickers. Of course, we have another amazing guest here today. I'm honored to join David Berger, who is the CEO and founder of Valara. And uh, David, my friend, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Excellent. Thanks for having me, Will. I love your intro music. You got me fired up for, for our conversation today. That's awesome. That's what uh, that's what it's all about. We, we like uh, not put people to sleep uh, through this awesome podcast. But, <laughs> we'll do our uh, best, right? <laughs> no, that's awesome. Well, hey, David, can you, you and I got to geek out a little bit on the phone um, 
I would say like a couple weeks ago, but I, I first heard of you through the No Vacancy News podcast uh, with Anthony and Glenn. Loved the conversation there. And I'm a big fan of audio and voice and, and all this tech stuff. And so when I got to see your episode on there, I was like, oh my gosh, we got to have David on um, to geek out about this. But where does your story begin in hospitality as an entrepreneur? Um, you and I have uh, similar friends in the industry. You're talking about Front Desk and Noise Aware and all these other companies that we get to work with and, and know. So uh, I just, I'm really actually genuinely curious on where everything started for you. Yeah. So it, it's, it's been quite a journey. You know, uh, it was January 2016. Um, I uh, managed two Airbnb apartments in Jersey City, New Jersey. Okay. And uh, one day, one of my guests just kept asking me questions over and over and over again. Yeah. And I had other things to do. Um, I was very busy that day. And I said, uh, you know, I feel like uh, Alexa should answer these questions, not me. Yeah. And, you know, that really uh, began the journey. Um, I built, you know, what us in the startup world would call an MVP over, um, uh, over really, about, I think, three-day period put it into those apartments and um, I guess loved it. They um, got answers to their questions. I was able to share promotions and re references and recommendations uh, for the for the area. Um, and guess what? I got less uh, annoying questions about, you know, how to use the dishwasher and where to park and, um, you know, where, where to get a coffee nearby. Um, it was all being handled uh, by, um, by my, my voice assistant. I love that. That's so, that's so cool. And so, uh, yeah. So what, how'd you even get into running a short-term rental building? I'm just kind of, were you in hospitality before all this started? Um, did you kind of fall into it? Like everybody else says they, they just, you know, stumbled upon Airbnb and what, what was created. Um, so I'm kind of curious, well, how did that happen for you? So, well, uh, yes and no. Uh, so I grew up on Cape Cod, um, at uh, 15, I was working in a, a go-kart track um, and, you know, putting kids on go-karts and really kind of learning hospitality. Um, and then, uh, began selling vacation ownership, prop, um, uh, like timeshares, okay. uh, at a place called the Cove in Yarmouth, uh, in, on Cape Cod. Uh, and then I took a hiatus from hospitality for a number of years. I actually went to law school, mm -hmm. um, did, uh, practice law uh, in Washington, DC. Um, and then, you know, as I came back to, you know, startup life, I guess it was, you know, January 2016, when I was like, you know, I, I still have a passion for this and mm. uh, came back to it um, later in my career. And, uh, you know, the last six, I guess, five and a half years, almost six years now, uh, have really been a whirlwind. Yeah, for sure. I was going to say, especially the last, let's count the last two years, I guess. Um, so now I'm curious. So you said 2016 with Alexa, how popular was voice and all this stuff? In 2016 because i i don't remember it being super huge as in where it is now with obviously what you guys have created and a couple other companies i've heard of but was that a popular demand side or is voice so very new alexa development skills like can you kind of walk us through what it was like in 2016 with the audio space yeah so uh january 2016 amazon alexa was one year old in the consumer market the devices were ugly and expensive yeah. um and i was um, walking around, um, uh, you know, hotels in New York city, um, introducing the, the device and what we could use it for. Um, and you know, there, I think the, the operational efficiency, um, 
goals uh, of the of the solution were obvious to people from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. It immediately started to get traction, um, and uh, you know, it it was just just a steady climb uh, from from that point on. Was there a big barrier to entry for a lot of people? Was there a lot of questions of privacy and security and just how all this worked? And, you know, I guess maybe even on the guest perspective, the learning curve of getting into voice, especially if it was so new. Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, we, we do it. Talk, I think talk to text has gotten a lot better these days, uh, you know, on an iPhone or whatever. Uh, but I remember back then I just I gave up. I hated talk to text and I hated voice because it was like so inaccurate. Um, so for you guys, what was that like in that journey? Yeah. So, I mean, absolutely. Uh, I uh, was asked about um, guest privacy and data security in just about every meeting that we did. Uh, It was uh, really one of the first sort of features that we built um, was to protect guest privacy and protect the hotel's proprietary data. Um, And, you know, as we as we listened, we spent a lot of time listening to the market. Um, you know, we built out other features that allowed allowed for um, uh, easier management of the hardware because we understood that managing hardware in guest rooms, uh, you know, there was a, a cost associated with it. Um, we um, we made it easier for um, hotels to implement, so they didn't have to take rooms out of service to implement. We uh, made it easier for the hotel staff to quickly adjust and, uh, and change the content uh, for specific guests or, or specific groups. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and we learned um, o- about integrations and the importance of the ecosystem in uh, hospitality. Um, really, you know, our, um, you know, I, I, like, I like to say that, you know, we'll, we'll build the technology, but the magic really happens thanks to our integration partners. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, our integration partners across um, staff alert systems, across um, uh, task management systems, interactive television solutions, uh, rooms control, room control solutions, you name it across um, the, the tech stack of your, your hotels. Um, uh, we've, we've built integrations. We've voice enabled uh, all those softwares. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, that's really the magic. Um, you know, when you, when you talk to a device and something happens somewhere else in the hotel yeah. um, related to their services or, or their IoT. Oh, that's really cool. Um, yeah, no, you just got you just got me uh, thinking. But I'm curious to know, that, do you guys find it being more into more more used in vacation rental homes? I, I, what, what's the user yeah. in the hotel and, and vacation rentals? Um, so I, I'll say this in the leisure market. The take rate, meaning the device being used at least one time during the stay, um, exceeds 90 percent. Uh, okay. Um, in in uh, business markets where you know travelers are dropping their bags off and heading off to work or or to their meetings, um, it's closer to sixty to seventy percent. Um, you know, this is an in-room device. The more people are in the rooms, the higher the take rates and the um, the more uh, often during this, their stay, they're going to engage the device. Um, at the high end, you know, leisure markets where, um, you know, we see guests spending a lot of time in their rooms. Um, it's uh, We're seeing almost 13 engagements with the solution every occupied room night, okay. uh, which is pretty, pretty uh, miraculous. I don't use my device 
at home that often. So. <laughs> no, that's really cool. Um, so, do, okay. So you guys start out with an Alexa device. Did you eventually create your own devices? Is that where Valara is at now to the point of your own software, your own hardware, your own everything? No. So we made a strategic decision early on that um, we didn't want to build hardware. Uh, building hardware is hard, uh, notoriously. Um, and, uh, you know, we were fortunate enough to have platform partners like Amazon, Google, uh, particularly, um, but many others actually over time uh, that offered us um, in relatively inexpensive hardware that, um, you know, was ideal for our use case. Um, so, um, so, you know, I thought, uh, you know, strategically, it just didn't make sense to compete in the hardware game. Yeah. Um, we've also um, leveraged the natural language processing platforms of uh, our partners. Um, they're seeing, you know, much more data than anyone could ever imagine from their from the consumer market. So um, the the um, uh, the the natural language processing platforms really thrive and grow because of the data that they're they're gathering. Mm -hmm. um, so we're benefiting from that. Um, where we really focused was, okay, how do we make these solutions uh, compatible with commercial environments? Mm -hmm. What that meant was, okay, there has to be a management interface through which um, all of the devices can be managed, all the conversations can be managed, and all of the uh, integrations uh, on the back end can be managed. And we need to provide a, um, a, a, a full suite of implementation and support services. Um, you know, most of the, the clients that we work with, they don't have, um, you know, uh, uh, IT folks on staff at every property that they manage. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we provide that for them to make implementation and support hassle-free. That's awesome. Um, what, so you, uh, you asked a question to me on our pre-interview, uh, that I want to ask to you. Um, you asked me, what does it mean to go all in on audio? And I want to know for you, what does it mean to go all in on voice or uh, in this direction that you guys have taken the company? Because I, I'm, it's kind of like a part two question, I guess. Like, what does it mean to go all in on voice or audio for you? But then where do you see it going in the future? Do you, do you see this becoming a, a bigger increased market? Um, or is it at its point of cap? I don't, I'm just kind of. Oh, so, so let me, let me um say it this way the only thing i like better than a great like radio show is a great radio show where callers engage and mm -hmm. you know you can you can actually interact yeah and what um you know what uh the new technologies are allowing us to do um is interact with um dynamic information via voice I think that's really, really innovative um, and game-changing. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to see um, interaction not just in the home where it's already, you know, taken off significantly, yeah. uh, but across commercial properties. Um, you're going to be, you know, walking into office buildings and, uh, you know, letting a device know who you're there to see. You're going to be walking into uh, restaurants and letting them know that you're there for your, you know, for your reservation, mm -hmm. um, and. Uh, you know, and you're going to be walking down the street and you're going to ask um, some uh, uh, object that will be a voice assistant um, where, uh, you know, where, where the, the bodega that you're walking towards down uh, on the street changes the way we live. 
Yeah, no, I agree on that. I'm curious to know though, do you guys on the back end when you're building out this the software and device, is there a way that it can better pick up the audio? Like when you're in a restaurant, right? And if you go to check in at the hostess stand and it's a it's a, a device mm-hmm. and it's got all this all the other audio coming in, how do you guys get it to really focus in on that mm-hmm. one particular question from the check-in you know the person that's made the reservation or whatever with all the background noise going on how do you guys dictate that yeah so so the the background noise is isolated by the microphone arrays okay Um, it's not something we provide we leverage you know microphone arrays provided by others Um, uh, but that technology over the last six years has gotten uh, much much better Uh, both in the ability to isolate the speaker and also understand um, the speaker, um, no matter their accent, their speech impediment, um, you know, how much background noise there is, um, the ability to, to understand and process, uh, the language that is spoken, um, I mean, has, has improved hundreds fold, uh, over the, over the last six years. Okay. That's good to know. Cause yeah, I just, I remember, you know, I don't know if it was like two or three years ago where, you know, you'd be, you say the word Alexa or whatever. And then everyone on the zoom call, their devices would all just go off and be like, what did you say? Did you, did you, you call? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm just always kind of curious how is, how it's always improving. Um, now another question for you. So you were recently, uh, Valar was recently required by Uniguest. And I'm curious to know for you from the startup days, like the beginning, when you're just getting started, you're going hotel to hotel to hotel, uh, to get this thing going. What was that journey in the beginning? What was the hardest part getting to this point for you? Was was there ever a point where you were just like, man, voice might not be it? Or was there a point that you're just, I don't know. I'm just, I love the founder's journey and the story and the kind of the, it looks great, like got acquired, but what was the journey like up to that point? Um, yeah. I was curious to know. Yeah. So um, I think successful start, uh, successful founders, successful startups just don't quit. Yeah. Um, and you know, there are a lot of times uh, that, where, you know, you're told no, where you're told, you know, sorry, like this doesn't fit my strategy or, you know, this is not a technology that I believe in or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, and you just got to keep plowing ahead. Um, you know, faced a lot of that uh, in the early days, um, you know, and now six years later, um, people talk about uh, voice-based uh, customer engagement as inevitable. Mm. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm really proud of the, the impact that we've made on, um, on the hotel industry and other industries as well, uh, to get them to understand the power of, um, uh, voice first automated voice solutions. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, there's a ton of growth ahead. Um, but, uh, you know, I think, uh, the key to being a successful founder is not quitting. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I agree a hundred percent. Do you feel like you were early with voice? Do you feel like, like, I don't know. We've had a lot of interviews with founders. They're like, you know, it wasn't the right time. You know, I, I think I told you on our, on our pre chat is like, I had the idea for hospitality FM about a year plus early um, and never executed on until this year, because I was like, it just wasn't the right timing. Um, Did you feel like that at all throughout the stage of, of, of Lara? Yeah, well, let me say this. I think, you know, any founder, um, you know, takes their company to a place where, you know, where they can take it and then others build on it over time. Um, you know, uh, 
you know, I mean, they're, they're famous examples of the, you know, the first social media um, platforms and, and now, you know, many others have built social media platforms on uh, sort of based on that concept. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see what others will build based on the concept we developed. Um, we were the first mover. We were the pioneers in the market. That's always hard. Um, but it also, um, to, for me, is a lot more fun. Um, and uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed sort of creating a market segment um, and, uh, you know, and teaching our prospects and customers how to use a technology that quite handily, before we introduced it, they really weren't aware of. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, that, that journey, uh, while challenging, uh, was, was, was and, and still sure is a lot of fun. Oh, that's awesome. Uh <laughs> I'm curious, this is just a, a, another selfish question that I want to hear from you. Um, do you feel like, do you, do you see podcasting and audio, like in the general like sense of this, uh, becoming bigger and bigger? Or do you see voice? Um, I don't know. I just, where do you see like this whole audio podcast space uh, going? Because I have a couple of thoughts on it, but I think I'm one of, I'm like you, a very uh, uh, outnumbered when it comes to that. A lot of people are like, oh, you can't. You can't reach the amount of people that you want to reach on podcasts. It's not YouTube. You got to be on YouTube, blah, blah, blah. But anyways. So, I, I mean, I, I don't have the data um, offhand, but I, my understanding is that podcasts can reach millions more people than a YouTube video. Um, it may be a different demographic. For sure. Um, and, you know, as long as one of the most important things is on entrepreneurs to know your customer. Um, so as long as that's the customer you're looking to reach, I think it's a it's a fantastic platform. You know, I'd also um, you know in, encourage you to think multi-channel. Um, you know, it's funny I, I say to my hotel clients all the time. I say, you know, all I do is sell um, interactive voice-first solutions, but don't forget about text messaging. Don't forget about using your IPTV solution to reach your guests. Don't forget about um, you know digital signage uh, in your lobby. There are lots of different channels through which, um, you know, you, you can reach your guests. Mm -hmm. And guess what? You need to use all of them because your guests really aren't there to pay attention to you. So yeah. if you want to reach them, if you want to message them, you got to use all the channels. I think the same would go for, for your uh, exciting new venture. Mm -hmm. um, you know, podcasts, awesome. YouTube, awesome. Let's, you know, let's get you into an interactive consumer Alexa skill or Google action um, and, uh, you know, and reach that. Uh, demographic that's on those uh, those platforms as well. Yeah, that's one thing we're we're looking forward to. Twenty twenty two is going to be it's going to be good for that side. Um, okay, back to you. Before we've, um, enough of my selfish uh, podcast audio questions, but um, okay. So what what is next? Like how is how is this really going to develop over the next couple of years? Um, do you do you feel like COVID and the whole pandemic just made this shift? more directly towards voice and audio anyways, or do you think it was naturally going to happen without the pandemic? Um, I'm kind of curious, just any thoughts on that? I've said this on Slick Talk many times before, and as time goes on, it becomes more and more true. Operators have been so used to multiple logins, different dashboards, and overall segregated data points for their hospitality brand. I'm proud to say this is no longer going to be the case for the industry. As a podcast partner, Journey MOS is made for operators by operators. One dashboard, one solution to keep your business in shape and ahead of the competition. 
If you think this is too good to be true, then you need to go to journey.com. That is J-U-R-N-Y.com to learn how Journey MOS can get you ahead of the big players in your market. And now back to the episode. So um, I think this pandemic is going to, and already has, um, significantly changed the way uh, the hospitality industry does business. Mm -hmm. Um, It is, uh, you know, revolutionizing um, how uh, customers are attracted, what they're attracted for to hospitality venues. Uh, It's revolutionizing how we um, uh, engage with those customers. Um, and it's also revolutionizing what the customers want. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think that, uh, folks who resist that, um, unfortunately are gonna, you know, they're, they're, they're gonna have challenges surviving. Uh, but those that, um, you know, turn their businesses towards the new market dynamics, um, are, are going to be hugely successful. And one of the things that I'm seeing out there in the market is that there are already big winners you know, from a business perspective out of this pandemic, obviously we're all dealing with, you know, health challenges and, um, but the, you know, from a business perspective, there are definitely winners that, um, you know, have, uh, have, have moved to address the unique needs uh, that are coming out of this pandemic. And, you know, as we, I, I would, I, I hope and pray that we are heading towards a post pandemic world. Yes. Um, and as we, as we get there, you know, I think there are a lot of things that are, um, you know, perhaps better um, uh, the way we've been living through this pandemic. I know for myself, I've gotten to spend a lot more time with my kids. Mm-hmm. I've gotten become so much more efficient. Um, you know, instead of to be on your show, I don't have to fly to your studio. I'm, you know, here in my home office. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I love that. Uh, I think that um, there are aspects of um, sort of what we've uh, adjusted very quickly in, in an amazing way uh, towards that will stay with us over the long term uh, mm-hmm. and benefit us as an industry, as as um, entrepreneurs, and and as a society. Yeah. Do you feel like um, a lot of people adjusted or shifted the way they did in COVID due to the, the they had no real choice in order to to really stay open, but not only that, do you feel like a lot of companies, as we head more towards a post-pandemic world, that will go back into old habits, into old operational ways without having to implement new things like technology and voice and all this other stuff? Or do you feel like it's really going to stick around now that people are so used to it after you know, almost two, yeah, two years of being in this uh, type of state in the whole, the whole world? Yeah. So, well... Never has the saying necessity is the mother of invention been more true than during this pandemic. Yeah. Um, and, you know, what, what's going to happen um, is, sure, there, there might be some people who want to revert to the old way, um, the old way of living, the old way of doing business. Um, and, you know, uh, I think what they're going to find is smaller markets for that. Mm-hmm. Less people willing to take an in-person meeting. Yeah. Less people interested in um, heading off to a convention. Um you know, the, there still will be conventions. There still will be um, uh, in-person meetings, but you know, there will be less. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think that um, 
you know, the new ways of uh, engaging with each other will be more efficient uh, and better for everyone as, as we all try to, you know, succeed in our chosen professions. I love it. Um, three things that you could say to any entrepreneur, any company uh, in hospitality, hotel, vacation, rental, restaurant, what would be the three things that they need to take away and start implementing into their business today? Put me on the spot. All right, let's try this. So I would say uh, communicate with your customers where they are. Mm -hmm. I, I honestly don't care what if, quote, you like Alexa or you like, you know, uh, text messaging. That doesn't matter. It's what your customers want. Mm -hmm. um, so when I'm talking to a, um, you know, when I'm talking to a to a prospect and they say, well, I don't know, you know, I don't use this at home or it freaks me out or whatever they say. Guess what? They should listen to their customers, not, you know, not their not themselves. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, hundreds of millions of their customers are engaging by automated voice. Mm -hmm. um, the next thing I would say is. Um, treat your people right. Um, I think that, you know, uh, a lot of um, employees and employers are going through a lot of challenges uh, mm -hmm. during uh, this you know, this time, um, and emotions can run high and, uh, you know, your, your people, um, your team, they're, they become your family. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, you got to treat them better than your family because sometimes you, you let loose on your family and, and you can't let loose on your team. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, number three, it's always the third one. That's the, the challenge, right? Yeah. Um, number three, I think, you know, you, make sure you're having fun every day um, because, you know, uh, un un unfortunately we're seeing that life can be shortened. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it doesn't always work out the way you planned. And, you know, if you uh, spend your time doing something you don't love, well, you know, that uh, isn't worth all the money in the world. Yeah. So, you know, focus on uh, having fun, enjoy, enjoying what you do uh, and, uh, and you'll be successful um, no matter you know, how the finances work out. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I love that. Cause like Gary V or Tony Robbins or all these other great entrepreneurs I like look up to, you know, success is how you see it. It's a, as long as you're happy, it doesn't have to be off your mom and dad's standards or how, uh, every, you know, everyone else's standards are. So I think that's good advice and, and, and good key, uh, three takeaways for anyone listening today. Uh, David, I love to give opportunities to our guests on the show to send any listener, uh, to one place. So if they had one spot to get to know more about Valaro, to more about you, um, where would, where would you send them? Would it be LinkedIn, your website, whatever it may be, where would, where would you want anyone to go? That's listening to, to Yeah. So I'm always happy to connect with people on LinkedIn. Um, you know, I think it's a fantastic platform. Um, you can reach out to us uh, through our website at, uh, Valara.io, or you can email me directly with my initials DB at Valara.ai. Uh, I'd also uh, encourage folks to check out the UniGuest website at uniguest.com. Um, you know, UniGuest is really focused on connected content deployed everywhere and engaged audiences. Um, voice is is one really exciting way uh, to um, you know to engage your audience. But as I said, um, there are lots of other uh, channels for um, for engaging with with whoever your audience may be. And uh, encourage folks to take a look at that as well. Of course. And just now that you're kind of mentioning uh, Uniguest, I know we didn't cover much of 
the acquisition or anything like that but what uh what was the 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 you know the aha moment for you when you're like yeah this sounds like this is the direction i want to you know like to this is a company i want to be become a part of um what what was the standout for for you and, and unigest yeah so you know over the years uh you know every entrepreneur when you start a company you make some noise and folks reach out to inquire about um you know whether you're looking for capital whether you're looking to be part of a large organization um and that happened to us over the years um i think you know when i uh when I um, received an outreach um, from uh, Jeff Hiscox, who is the CEO of Unigest, um, he was also the, the previously the CEO of New Market um, and Amadeus um, Hospitality. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I I I checked references. I spoke with folks, um, and uh, you know, no one in the industry had a had a better reputation than Jeff. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I got to know him through the process. Um, he really made me feel comfortable that um, our our venture would be in really strong hands, not just good hands, but strong yeah. hands that will, you know, uh, help see it uh, through uh, to, um, you know, to its greatest potential. Um, and then when I looked at the the platform that he had been building, um, you know, we were the the sixth acquisition of 2021 for Unigest. Oh, wow. um, and, you know, the various companies that they're bringing together under one roof. Um, that are now benefiting from the economies of scale um, and, you know, and the, the um, financial support, uh, as well as the expertise of, of the uh, executive team that, that Jeff has put together um, is really just tremendous. Um, and, um, you know, it was a real, it, it is a real natural fit um, for Volara within, um, uh, within that sort of internal ecosystem of the Unigest um, uh, uh, product lines. Awesome. Uh, what are you most excited for for 2022? And I swear this is the last question. Um, so I still like creating new um, new markets, new, uh, new and diving into new verticals. Um, we have seen tremendous success uh, over recent years in the hospitality market. We've seen tremendous success in senior living, um, in airports, in uh, stadiums and retail outlets. Um, I think we're going to break into another exciting new vertical in 2022. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, the impact on, uh, on that business and the implications for that vertical are going to be huge. Uh, and I'm, you know, I'm I'm just uh, ready for the challenge. Awesome. Well, hey, I'm geeked uh, to to watch uh, what you guys do. I, I honestly, um, you know, that's uh, sounds exciting. I don't know what what market, but uh, I will definitely be watching uh, your guys's uh, press releases carefully um, throughout the next couple uh, next year, obviously. But uh, no, thank you so much for taking the time to join me as a guest and and to to have this conversation. It's something I truly enjoy. Um, I know the audience uh, that's gotten to know the, the story and become a big fan of the podcast uh, is enjoying it as well. So I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time and opportunity to, to chat with me today. Thank you, Will. I appreciate you having me. And, uh, you know, you have a big fan of your podcast and, and myself. Awesome. Well, that's great to hear. Uh, Slick Talkers, you heard it first. Go ahead, like and subscribe and check out all things Valara and connect with David on LinkedIn. And I'll make sure everything is in the show notes. So thank you very much, my friend. And we'll see you all again next week.
Thank you so much for listening, and thank you to our show partners for making Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, possible. We hope you enjoy the show, and we would love to connect with you outside of the podcast. So you can follow us on all of our social media channels for daily hospitality content, or find us on slicktalkthepodcast.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. I'm your host, Will Slickers, and we will see you guys all again next week. As I've been growing my business and finding new ways to add to my property portfolio, I have to think about how I can anticipate the homeowner's needs, just like I do for my guests. One of the things owners always ask is, how is my property going to be protected? What happens if something gets damaged or worse? These are valid questions and concerns, and I have an opportunity to address these concerns before they even get mentioned, all thanks to having Safely as part of my toolkit. I can ensure all stakeholders are covered during a guest stay and use this information as a way to grow my business by ensuring my property owners know they can trust that I have them covered. If you're a professional property manager, then you need to get safely in your tool belt so you can focus on operating and growing your business. Thanks for listening to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. Now, back to an episode. What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, then you are amazing. And thank you so much for tuning in. We want to send you two places really quickly. If you can, check out the show notes and click the hospitality.fm link. Check out all of our other shows on the podcast network. And don't forget, if you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast, then fill out the guest fill out form so that way we can get them on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast.